There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won. Um, now on to Queensland. I tell you what, if you ever like, if you ever question whether Queensland pick and stick, they've p- picked and stuck. Um, Selwyn Cobo and uh, Talangi probably didn't have the best games. Game two, well, they, you know, especially Selwyn, I thought he had a pretty poor game. Unfortunately, um, I thought he was outstanding on the weekend at fullback. Though, holy fuck, talk about getting aroused seeing that guy fly <laughs> through the air at the fullback. He's so good. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I like it. You know what? I, a lot of people. Um, oh, and just for everyone, Callum Pong was at the fullback, Cobo at uh, wing, Holmes centre, Gagai centre, Talungi uh, number five. The more I thought about it, like with Corey Oates, I probably would have had Corey Oates there, uh, probably from game one, if I'm being honest. Mm. Probably from game one. But the more I've sat back and think, thought about it and looked at some of these selections, I actually think that Billy Slater is kind of holding his nerve. And what I mean by that is I actually think Billy has like a, like a longer-term plan. And I think that that's why he – like I think Corey Oates is the kind of giveaway in the sense of, mm. you know, him, him not being selected says to me that Billy is going, no, nah, I'm getting some young boys together and we are going to build something great here just like we did, you know, way back in the day. Because the other selection that I think proves that is Jeremiah Nanai starting now we'll get to Nanai and and you know what New South Wales may do on that edge but for him to bring Jeremiah Nanai into the starting side over Jai Arrow says to me that Billy is holding his nerve and saying no I had a plan and the plan was we're going to get some young boys together we're going to build something great get the culture get get the standards get everything that we need to get together early Um, because these selections say to me exactly that so first thoughts guys Cobbo how longy? Do you think that they both should have kept their spots, or do you think Oates should have got a crack? I probably would have gone for Oates, but as you said, I think it's pretty evident what Billy Slater is doing. Mm-hmm. Um, this is how he was treated at the very start of his Origin career as well. Heap of young guys that came in that 04, 05, 06, I stuck with them, and that certainly paid dividends. So, yeah, I probably would have made a change, but I can understand what Billy's doing. Mm. I would have gone out over Tower Lungy. Um, mm. 
and that's not so much a knock on Tao Lung. You know, he wasn't great in game two. Um, I think he's got a big future with the Maroons. Uh, it's just the yardage. We spoke mm. about it after game one. We spoke about it after game two, how important it is. We've spoken about it for weeks on end about the bunnies and their poor form and how much Latrell would help purely just for that yardage coming, coming mm. out of the end. And we saw what a difference he made to them on the weekend. Granted, he's a very special player, a bit of an exception, but oh, I just think they need me just coming out of their end. And not only that, he's finishing unbelievably well this season. They're bringing, the Broncos are using him midfield, running some like really... <coughs> Shifty type lines that he's scoring tries yep. off, so he's not a one trick pony on the wing there. Um, yeah, I, I would have gone with him, but uh, as you said, it's a, it's a clear eye to the future for the Maroons and from Billy Slater. Yeah, and I, I think look, it sends a really strong message, a really strong message. Like if Billy ever wanted to build loyalty up with a couple of young guns, mm. I think this is it. No, I think that. I don't know if Billy will say this, but I do think someone will get in their ear and go, "Boys, like Billy showed." a mountain of faith in you. So you, you need to repay that. Because mm. if we go out and sell one and tell long you have poor games, you actually make Billy look like an idiot. He's the one that is on the chop. Like you guys may not keep your spot, but all the articles will be about how Billy Slater made the wrong call. Do you want to do that to the great Billy Slater? Now, maybe that's too harsh to say in today's generation, but I know when I was coming through, you'd probably have those conversations about letting people down and letting you know people that put faith in you down. Um, so I, what I like about Billy Slater is he's shown a lot of conviction here. Like he's shown he had a plan from the start and he's going to stick to it mm. and reassess after the series ends. Um, and look, I know you don't like to hear this, Guru. We're going to throw hands again, aren't we? <laughs> yes, I will be devastated if we lose game three. No denying. But if we lose it only by a little bit, I still think it is a massive improvement on last year. And I think that Billy Slater's plan is all about progression. Just keep moving forward. So that's where I think that um, that's what's helped him keep his nerve, I think, is like how far they've come in such a short time. Imagine how far they can come in, in 24 months or, you know, 36 months. And I think that Billy Slater's looking at that going, okay, we've had this much progress. If we keep with these principles and these, these standards and these um, tactics, imagine how good we're going to be in 24 months. Um, in saying that, if we lose by a fair margin, then you, the pressure is on. Is on. Do you think that these two wingers knew after game two that they were safe? No. Nah, well, Selwyn came out after game two and he said, look, I, he said, I'll get it up here to get the exact quote. He said, I hope Billy picks me in the team again. I'm not sure if he will pick me for game three. I have to perform well this week and hopefully Billy wants me back there. I've been shocked at how tough Origin is. It's a different, it's a different game to NRL. I've enjoyed it, but it's really physical and faster than anything I've ever played. So he was definitely not sure that he um, was going to get selected. Mm. Um, now, on to anything else, boys? What do you, what are your, anything else, Timmy? Um, on back line? Yep. Oh, Dan Gagai. Dane Gagai, yeah. So there were reports that Dane Gagai was under pressure. I thought those reports were insane. But he has missed quite a few tackles. Now, that edge has struggled. Uh, DCE, you know, and Dane Gagai have really struggled this origin. I'm pretty – DCE, that's their side, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's – this – We'll get to it anyway. So Jeremiah Nanai has been brought into the starting side. We'll read the side out. So Lindsay Collins has been selected at eight. DCE, Cam Munster, Benny Hunt, Josh Papali'i, 10. Kurt Cate, 11. 
Jeremiah Nana has been brought in for Corfusi, who is overseas on personal um, with his family. Uh, so Jeremiah Nana has Nana has brought in. Now I'm not sure whether they swap sides or whatever, but I'm pretty sure that will make um, Queensland's right edge Nanai, DCE, Gagai, Cobo. Yep. Now the concern is is that Nanai's had issues with his defence. DCE has had issues with his defence, and in this series, Gagai has an issue with his defence, um, and and Cobo to an extent, but not not as I mean it's. We'll just say the whole side. That whole edge has had a history of having issues in defence. Do you think it's a concern putting a rookie next to a guy like DC, who who we have discussed, defends much better when he has a centre outside him who knows what DC does because he does have a tendency to be a bit erratic sometimes. Do you think that's a concern for Queensland? Oh, I think it is. I think especially, you know, Nanai and DC have never defended together before. Like, it's, it's mm. a lot to ask. Mm. And I mean, like, no, no, his defense has improved, but like especially after game two, like that that missed tackle that he had on Jerome Luai as well, like really off the cool. back of that to, to to back him in for this. <laughs> well, he had a good game on the weekend in attack, but he still missed five tackles. Yeah, I mean, as a New South Wales fan, I, like like I think it's also been pretty evident that New South Wales have addressed this in the first two games and targeted it, so they'll be going at them. Heavy here, I think. I mean, you saw in game one, game two, sorry, when Talakai did come on, they just planted him over on that side. I think yep. he'll probably come on a little bit, whether it's him, Jack, whatever. I think they'll have the same role, terrorise these guys. Yep. Yeah, I, I've, I think this is where New South Wales will go, and I think they'll be able to get results out of it. Timmy? I think they'll send, like, 80% of their footy at that edge. Yeah, well. As a Blues fan, like, Freddie Fittler would be licking his lips at DC and Nanai together. Mm. To get that combination in an origin arena, you're just going, I've been blessed with this. And they could, they're every chance to stand up and whack us and be all good. But uh, we speak about DC's defensive deficiencies plenty in the past. We're about to do it again when we get to the Manly game. Mm. We've seen it with Nanai in, in the last game of origin. <coughs> Boy, they're going to get some tack there. And then the fact that it goes on an edge that is the Penrith Panthers back line of last year, effectively left edge, mm. uh, give or take the back rower. There was a try that the Blues scored in game two that was to in the corner. It was just slick through the hands movement from that Panthers edge. Burton tipping on at the end. Um, I think they could have a field day. And, and it's just, it excites me a is, lot. Is there a world where Arrow is brought in late? I was about to ask you, is that what you would have done? That's, I think it's what I would have oh, done. Personally. Tactically, I think if it's a genius move, like if, if you go, you put Nanai there, Blues prepare the whole week, we're fucking coming down this edge, and then you pull Arrow in at the last minute and Arrow has a massive game, mm. it could be a, a masterstroke because Arrow, we know Arrow can defend. And that's what's so surprising is like, I love Nanai. I, I think he's a, a star of the future. I mean, he's already a star, but Arrow's a dog. We know, like put it this way, Arrow on that edge, how does that make you feel? Yeah, I'd, I'd be way less confident. Mm. And even as a centre, who, who would you rather run at? Nanai or Arrow? Or even even as a half, who would you rather have kick chasing on you? Arrow, Arrow the dog that loves that shit, coming flying at you. Every time you're kicking the ball, Arrow's flying at you. Or Nanai, you'd rather fucking... Because mm. Nanai's not the same... Like He's got a lot of upside and probably more skill set upside like um, attacking-wise than Arrow. But defensively... But I, I think that's what like what we all liked about having Nano on the bench, that he was a bit of an X-factor. Yeah, for all sure. All of a sudden now he is a, you know, he's a back rower mm. who's playing 
arguably, like as far as this Queensland side goes defensively, I think that's probably the most important defensive spot in your team, considering the other stuff that has happened around there. Yeah, like you lost. I, in my opinion, you've lost the best defensive, the best defensive back rower in rugby league, Felice Cafusi. <coughs> Easily, easily. It yeah. is such a hard role to fill. I. I agree with you. I, I I think there will be a change. Like I, I personally, like Tom Gilbert's in seventeen. I think it would have been better having him there. Mm. Then I would have been my third choice out of the guy that is that are in the team. And yeah, and it's like it's absolutely you know, everyone knows that listen to this podcast. Nanai for us is a superstar. Yep. We love Nanai. But I mean, you even look at like so you've got Kurt Kaywell, who is a solid defender. He he you know he can miss tackles too. Then you've got Tino Tino there who is only still twenty two years old. You've got. Jeremiah Nanai, who is uh, 19? 19 or 18? Yeah. Um, 19. He's 19. It, oh. And for me, like you're going to send so much traffic at him. Even if he does defend well, I think he's going to be gassed. too gassed to do, yeah. it, to do the great things that should worry us about Nanai and attack. I, I personally think, and again, I'm just going to put myself out there, just like the Whiten call, I think Arrow comes into the starting mm-hmm. side before, before kickoff. And I think that... it. Mate, I'm probably outthinking the room here, but I think it's a tactical move by Billy to make to like draw them to coming down that edge. In saying that, I mean it's a small history, but we've got no indication according to Billy Slater's history so far that he does work like that. Yeah, as yeah, a for, coach. Sure, for sure. But I agree with you; it, it makes sense. And it the, does the make thing sense. is, even if he does that, it's still not going to change the Blues' plan because. They're still going to go at DCE yeah. and Gagai. And then even Arrow on the edge, the more and more I watch Arrow and the Bunnies play, I'm like, he's an out-and-out out 13. Like, mm. he's a lock um, just for that defensive hard nut in the middle. Because mm. even if he's still on the edge, I know I'm with you. As a Blues fan, I'd much prefer see Nanai starting than Arrow. But let's say it is Arrow. They're still going to be looking at the footwork of Luai and Cam Murray going at that edge going, we can get around Arrow. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. But I would say like Arrow, for example, trains with Cam Murray all the time, which would help him understand what he does, how he plays. Um, but you're right, though. We have seen no evidence. Billy has not operated that way of like naming players and then bringing them back in. Um, I, look, put it this way. I think if he does start, it is a very clear indication that Billy Slater is, is building for the future. Yeah. I think that nearly 90% of coaches... That, 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 like Billy Slater doesn't have the need to win game one. Like, obviously, he does have the need to it. Don't just chill, chill, boys. Chill. <laughs> but, like, his legacy isn't in question. You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't, a normal, let's say just a normal coach goes into coach origin. Like, he's like, everything's on the line for him. His reputation, his legacy. Like, if we lose the first series that he's ever coached, I don't think anyone's going to be like, oh, Billy, like, you know, doesn't know how to coach, rah, rah. Um, so, yeah, if he does stay in the starting side, I think it's a very, very clear indication that Billy is just he, – he, before the origin started, he sat down, he had a plan, and regardless of result, he was going to stick with that plan no matter what, which is the, is the way you're actually supposed to do things. You don't want to become reactionary and pulling blokes in and out because of certain things happen um, because the only way you can build something is if you, if you lay a foundation that is sturdy, not something that flimsy and doesn't exist. Um, I will say, though, game three, huge occasion. Blokes like Nanai sometimes just turn up and do something special. You know what I mean? If there is a guy in the – if there's a back row in the comp right now outside of like a kick out that could turn up and just put in one of the all-time performances, it's a guy like Nanai. We could rock up the week the day after the game and go, 
career-defining performance at 18, 19, yeah. whatever he's in, just going, all right, he's not just good, like he's the real deal. He's a real deal. He, like it could happen. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Or, or like he was the best forward on the field. Yeah. You know, he, he caught a crossfield kick, scored a try. He mm. fucking jammed ex-player constantly. Yeah. His footwork was totally unstoppable. I, I do think that there is a good chance – Not a, there's a chance, there's a substantial chance – that that could happen. And, that if, and if Billy up. didn't think that was a chance, he wouldn't have picked him there as for well. For sure, for so. sure. Um, what do you think about the selection, having um, some guys defensively next to each other? Yeah, um, pretty much the same. I'd definitely have Arrow in there. Just to like, just seeing him play for South, like he's he's as safe as they come. Um, so yeah, as a, as a Blues fan, I'm quite happy to see that. Just going back, I, I'm stunned they didn't pick Oates. Like I understand all the, the loyalty stuff, but I know Oates has errors in him, but like... It, he, he's one of the premier wingers in the game, I think. And, like, I don't know. I just, he's averaging 175 metres a game. I I can't understand. I do understand why they didn't pick him, but I, I think the uh, uh, picking him outweighs not picking him, to be honest. But it is what it is. I understand he's, he's sticking loyal and, and good on him for that. That's what Queensland have always done, and it's worked for them. So yeah. why not? But, yeah, I'm, I'm a bit shocked about the Oats thing, mostly. Mm. Me and Maddie think very alike, and I'm, I'm a big fan. Because I, I was already a big fan of Maddie, and every time I hear him speak, I'm like, I'm with his <laughs> when, when you look at that back row, I mean, Kirk Well, he played 60 minutes in game two. I, if Nanai is there, I can't see him playing 80 minutes in the back row. Does Did you see Kirk Well playing the whole game there? Because oh, um. it's going to be a lot of interchanges, to, especially when you already use three to four in your hooker. Yeah, look, I think you probably asked Kurt to go 80. Yep. Yeah. Because you can't have Jeremiah going 80. Yeah, probably. Yeah, you're probably going to ask Kurt to go 80. Um, you're going to have to sub off Tino at some stage for Cause, Paddy. Because, like, when I look at it now, if if Nanai does start, uh, it's fair to assume that Jairo probably won't be on that edge at any point. It'll be Gilbert that'll go there, won't it? Should, like, they're going to if, if they, they're gonna have to use Arrow yeah. as a middle then. Mm. Oh, that's how, Gilbert, if, if used to be a, Gilbert is down as a prop. In his description. But, and then Papali'i has played 22 and 26 minutes the first two games. So it's big middle minutes to go around. So I think you're right. Yeah, if, if you do bring Nanai to the bench, it's, it's a bit of an odd sort of make-up. It's a small make-up anyway, I think. Yeah, but we've had pretty small bench mm. yeah, since game right. one. Yep. It, has been a, it seems to be a tactic that, mm. that we've kind of gone with, is, is not to go too big on the bench. Because like we could have had Maui Fodawaker there. Um, fuck, Jared Wallace has played. Who's in the extended? What other forwards are there? Deedon, Flegler, Fermor, Tabby Fidoe, yeah, Walker. Right, so okay. if there's three backs. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. All right. Yeah, interesting. Really interesting. Um, so, yeah, going to be interesting to see what happens uh, come game three. Uh, but I, I do think that... There is a chance that Nana comes out and just blitzes it. Um, I, I, what I do is I hope that these young guys respond to Billy because mm. that's what they need. They need the young guys to respond to Billy because, like, 
if it does, let's say they all come out and kill it and they win the game, like Queensland are in this great spot of like this youthful young team. Um, anyway, now just quickly. Now I know he's captain. Is DC under pressure? If we lose this series, for sure, I think. I think that uh, Billy has sent a little warning shout out to him. Uh, you've got Tommy Dearden in the 19, who's been there all series. You've then got now young Sammy Walker in the 22, and you got the nine there, Ben Hunt as well. All three guys that could play halfback next year. I, I think DC is probably. I, I genuinely think he is defending for his Origin career. Yeah, well, through. what do you reckon, Timmy? Yeah, well put, defending for his <laughs> Origin yeah. career. Well, if they lose this, we got four of the last five series. Yep. Um, DC will obviously have been there for all of that. When next year comes around, he'll be 34 and a half or something. Um, so getting on with blokes like Tommy did, knocking the door down, defensively very good. So, yeah, I think we know what he can do with ball in hand, but he just he needs to shape up in D, basically. Mm. And, and if they lose this game and he's ordinary, well, it, it could be the end of him. Yeah, tough, really tough. Like, he's kicking. His attack, has, you could almost argue, has never been better. Mm. Like, he's been so good in attack. Just in defence, it, it seems like, you know, it seems like every new centre that plays outside him, whatever, does seem to struggle. Um, and so defensively, you're right. Like, it, it really all depends on defence for him. And, 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 and to be clear, it's not, it's not his attitude. Like, it's not, you know, he pulls out of tackles or whatever. He's actually got some of the best contact for a half in the game. It's just the read sometimes. He's it's, not a bad tackler. Yeah, not a bad yeah. tackler at all. And it's, it's nothing to do with attitude. It's just sometimes he might turn his body in when he doesn't need to, or he'll stay on a lead runner when he could slide. Now, to be fair, in, in DC's defence, that could be because he's not getting communication from his forein. Could be because he's not getting communication from his, his fullback or his centre. Um, but, yeah, look, I, I just think that if you lose four out of five series and you're the guy, um, has he been the guy the whole time? Or was Ben Hunt for the first year, did he get selected at 7-8-7? Seven, seven? I think it's been Chess, hasn't it's it? Chess. Yeah. Regardless, you just yeah. it has to be there has to be some kind of pressure. If you lose four out of five series, there has to be some pressure on you. Like even if it was Darren Lockyer at seven, and you know, or let's we'll say Thurston. Even if Thurston was at seven, now I know he's an immortal, and they lost four out of five series. I think there would be some people questioning, like, is he the guy? Well, there was pressure on Darren. Lockyer. you go back to two thousand six. Mal Meninga had said to them all, "You need to turn this around, yeah. or I'm going to make changes." Yeah, yeah. Well, Lockyer was nearly gone. He was nearly gone. Yeah, yeah. And so I think that. You know, yeah. DCE, incredible, incredible seven. Great. Had such a good career. Um, and he, and, he's, and it's, it doesn't look like he's slowing down. Like at, at Manly, he plays some great footy in attack. I think that's the hard thing with Chez defensively. Like, it's not like he does – like it's not like every week he does the same thing wrong and you can get used to it and work around yeah. it. It's like it's sort of – it's, it's like it changes all the time. Yeah, yeah. You never know what it's going to be. And it's yeah. not always him – but it just like when you don't know what to get used to. Yeah, it changes changes every week defensively. But the one that keeps cropping up is he just flies out of the line, mm. and then the blokes out of the side of him are just going, "What are you doing, mate? <laughs> like you're leaving him stranded." Then if he doesn't shut down his player, will either be the half or the back row or lead run. If he doesn't shut them down, they're just shot, and then the whole team are just scrambling to make that tackle. Mm. Um, so maybe he needs to be slightly more passive. I don't know, but when he's shooting out, it is not working. Mm. Just uh, confirming what you said before. So Blue started winning in 18. Cherry Evans was the halfback for game three, which was a dead rubber. So you can cancel that one. So he's been the halfback since 2019, really. Okay. So he's, he's one from three. Let's, let's say it in a world where New South Wales go up, they get the win, and, they've, and it's a, it's a, a strong world. win. How good. <laughs> we honestly, it wouldn't, it wouldn't matter. <laughs> wouldn't matter. 
wouldn't care. <laughs> I'll be like, boys, you tried really hard. That's all that matters. That's what I was. That's it what was I was fun. Saying. We had a good time. Yeah, it was fun. And like, look, look at their squad. Look at the depth. We had no chance. Um, next, next game one rolls around. I'm gonna throw it. I'm gonna throw a makeup out to you. And this is not to say it's definitely DCE's fault or whatever. But this is just we're talking about DCE if he's under pressure. Do you finally go, Benny Hunt, you're the seven, Munster, you're the six, Harry Grant, you're going to start at nine, you've had an extra year to bring everything together, work on a few deficiencies here or there, even though there's not many for Harry Grant. Tommy Deaton at 14, Caelan Pong at the back, what do you guys think? I think so. The other option is you could run with Reid Marnie in the 14, if you wanted to go with your two hookers. Yep. You could, or you could run with Reid at nine and bring Harry off the bench. Yep. You could do any of those options. Uh, yeah, I, I I think there's a good chance that does play out. Maybe that's a bit of new stuff, but I was biased in me. Yeah. But in saying that, if you go out next well, Wednesday... Well, has been picked at 19 every game. Every game. And that's, that's a... It seems a pretty strong message to me. Yeah, and I, I think as well, like obviously out of <coughs> Deaton and Sam Walker, yes, Sam Walker's younger, but... Deaton's obviously the better defender out of them. Yeah, I would sure. say Sam Walker's got more upside to him, mm. which for me that sends more of a message to DCA mm. this entire series. Yep. What do you reckon, Timmy? Yeah, I could see that happening. Uh, and I, I love the idea of with another year under his belt, Harry Grant starting, playing big minutes at hooker. Mm. The only thing with Ben Hunt would be if Billy's really looking to the future and looking down the track, Benny Hunt will also be 33 come mm. next year. So do they want to throw him in, in as a 33-year-old? Um, again, if his form's there... You know, it's it's great to think about the future, but you also want to be winning series right now. Yeah. Um, even though just speaking next year. So, you know, if Benny Hunt's the man for the job next year and he's still killing it for the Dragons, which there's every chance he is, then yeah, that could happen. The other option they've got is next year you'll have <coughs> Ruben Cotter back. You mm. could start him at nine for the first twenty, mm. bring Grant off the bench, yeah. then Cotter just falls into a middle sort of role for the rest of the game. Yeah. There's plenty of options there. Yeah. The only concern I have at the moment for Queensland is we don't really have a form seven all six right now that you could put in. Whereas, whereas New South Wales, yeah. you literally yeah. have, you've got Hines, you've got Moses, you've got Reynolds, you've got like your, your depth in the halves is crazy. Whereas Queensland right now, we've got what? We've got Dearden, who is more of a, a six. Mm. We've got Sam Walker, who, you know, he's still developing his game. He's not close, you know, he's, he, he may be eventually, but right now he's not ready for origin. Um, you, your other option would be, Reese Walsh to fullback Caitlin Pong to 5'8". I, I know it's unpopular yeah. opinion, but... Oh, man. Yeah, again, that's not a ready-made six or seven, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, a bit of a tough spot for Queensland. It's, it's going to be hard to figure that out. I think a lot will depend as well on how far the Cowboys go this year. Like, if they make a prelim mm. or even a grand final and Tommy Deaton steering them around, then he'll be, you know, mm. much more likely for next year. If Ben Hunt was 27, mm. conversation different for you? As in, well, I mean, like, like, like for, for for me, when, when you say, oh, we, we don't like you, you, don't have a seven you can bring straight in. Like for me, I look at Ben Hunt and he is that guy. I agree, yeah. he's a better hooker than I think he's a better hooker than he is seven. Yeah, but I think he would do a fine job for you at seven. Oh, for sure. But it, yeah, you're right. It's because he's thirty, yeah, like, mm. thirty three or whatever. Like mm. I'm talking about, you know, a bloke that can genuinely be brought in and be like, he's the next up after DCE. Like, he's going to take over DCE's mantle and be here for the next five years and then we're going to bring another guy in I, five I, years. I, I agree with, with what Matty said. If the Cowboys go a long way, but I still... Uh, if the Cowboys go and what, they make it to a prelim and mm. Jordan plays well, like, I'm still not going to be convinced he's a halfback. No, he's a six. Like, that's... My concern would be is, like, him and Munster. Like, he, Munster needs someone to lay the platform. Yeah. I just don't know whether Dearden is that guy. I think he's probably got it in him, but we haven't seen it. It's yeah. a punt to take him into a 
Yeah. Interesting times, interesting times. Um, now, just quickly, Lindsay Collins at eight. Uh, he keeps his spot. Tino at 13. I, I'm not surprised, but I thought there may be a chance Tino got moved back into that eight and Paddy Carrigan came on to start. I think after the game, like, Paddy Carrigan was probably our best player game too. And I know, like, you know, you don't want to change a winning formula and they won it in game one, but... I don't know, I would have been really tempted to get Paddy on for as long as possible because he's just fucking so good. And I thought Tino did a really good job in the uh, front row. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, I mean, if we, if we get to game three and you've moved Arrow to the back row and Pat Carrigan into 13, I'm going to be really worried. Mm. That's the team that would scare me the most. I think, is it fair to say across the two games, Carrigan's been the best player of the series? For Queensland? Maybe in, across both games. I think yeah. he's been unreal in both of them. I mean, he'd be, yeah, he'd be top three. He'd be top three, yeah. yeah. I mean, you've got what? You've got Teddy probably. Oh, fuck, it'd be tough. You've got Teddy, you've got to- oh, Tupo have been found outstanding for both games. Got Yeah, he'd be up there. He turned game one pretty heavily when he came on the field. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He was their for best sure. in game two. Look, like, I mean, uh, you, it wouldn't be a crazy take. Yeah, I, I don't think it's an outrageous take. But yeah. he has done that role coming off the bench. So... Mm. Like, I personally don't think Tino's a 13. I don't like him there. But with the makeup of this team, it, it has worked. Mm, yeah. What do you reckon, Timmy? So, it's been the same 8, 10, 13. Oh, no, Cotter was 13. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, so, where were we? Cotter didn't play game two. So, he played game one. So, Tino played 13 game two. Yeah, and Lindsay brought, was brought off the bench into the front row. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's interesting because the first... Game one, you dominate it. Not dominate, but you're on top of us in that first sort of mm. 20, 25 minutes. Game two, you're every bit as good as us early on. We might have just had the edge on you. Um, and then the changes were made. So it's a very big middle three, mm. which could go either way. For that opening 20, they're just battering rams. You want them to win the middle. Uh, mm. And then, you know, Papali'i goes off, etc. Um, but, you know, if they don't and they're tiring from a quick contest, which it will be because it's origin, uh, it'll be like the Blues could get on top of them early. Mm. The, the one thing I will say with Papali'i, again, definitely a bit of Canberra bias coming in here, but don't mind. Like, I know it's probably more of a media beat up than anything. I don't know if there's any, like, anyone around the Maroons who are quoted, but saying Papali'i, oh, he's playing for his origin career. He's mm. getting too old and not mobile enough these days. Like I said, 26 minutes in game two, 22 minutes in game one, it might have been the other way around. And in both of those games where he played all his minutes at the start, Queensland were riding the contest, if not on top on both of those. And all of a sudden, it's Papaliti's fault that, <laughs> that Queensland lost game two and were in trouble. Like, is it? Yeah, or that was crazy to me. Give him a bit of a break. Yeah, even the Dane Gagai one, I was like, okay, he hasn't had the best. Yeah. And sorry, boys, I've got to stand up. Me fucking Gary Jack's killing me. I also think the other one with Papaliti, when I look at him, I'm like, he, like, if he's under pressure, who's going to replace him? Mm. Like, you, you, you've you got Tom Gilbert, who's been playing in the back row, mm. and Arrow, who's been playing in the back row. Then you look at your extended. Tom Flegler. Yeah. It's like, I, I, I can't see a world where he's not in the team next year still. Yeah. I, I, look, it's I just think that blowout at the end is really, uh, it's like tainted people's perception of the game a bit. Mm. And and look, the score was a score. We cannot deny that. But I think it <laughs> may, like people forget, like, for 50 minutes, it was tight as anything. Like, we're talking razor close calls someone gets sent to the bin and then all of a sudden you know in the last back end of the game we get absolutely blown off the park um yeah i don't, I don't think um i don't think he was under pressure at all like mm. a, again and also like he didn't really it wasn't really given that much 
of a chance to. I mean, what twenty minutes in the yeah, first? You can't pick yeah. how many minutes you play. Yeah, like it's not his yeah. kind of. Uh, you know, look, look what the job he did in game one. Like outstanding at, at a core stadium. So, uh, yeah. Anyone else that uh, stands out for you, boys? Yeah, it feels like the sort of game, and oh, he tends sorry. to do a lot in his career. Tom Gilbert, Josh Papali'i will cross for a try here. Yeah, yeah. He just he tends to always do it come big moments. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Uh, now, Tommy Gilbert, what an incredible! Like he's, I think he's twenty three years old. Oh, sorry, twenty two years old, maybe twenty twenty one or twenty two, on the bench for Queensland. You know what's crazy? So I thought I, I put up the post for Queensland getting selected, and someone wrote, uh, "Who who the hell is Tom Gilbert?" <laughs> <laughs> First of all, super rude. Just Google it. Um, <laughs> But, uh, like, all jokes aside, like, I, and not disrespectful to Tom Gilbert, but he's not a household name. He's not a big name in the NRL. But anyone that's been watching the Cowboys for any time, any period of time longer than a match this year will tell you Tom Gilbert, Gilbert's been a beast this year for the Cowboys. And he's such a good example of that system up there, bringing the best out of their players. That They've been, honestly, outstanding. And I think it's a great selection. I will say, though... Do you think it's surprising that Flegler, who was part of the squad last last two games, isn't brought into that 17 role and Gilbert is brought in out of the squad into the 17? Oh, I think so. I, I know that you said before Gilbert's got front row forward on his profile. Like f- For me, he's a back rower. So, I, yeah, I, I, I don't think it's a bad pick. I didn't expect him to be there. But yeah, I, I thought Flegler would definitely be the next man up to come mm. onto that bench. Yeah, I thought they'd go Flegner on the bench where they brought Gil, uh, Gilbert. I mean, on the weekend though, hundred like as a back rower, which they don't usually run for that many metres, 124 metres, two tackle breaks, 30 tackles, um, 45 post-contact, not a bad knock, 74 minutes, not a bad knock at all. Um, so massive congratulations to Tom Gilbert. And, and like, who knows, like Queensland have such a history of bringing these guys in that are, you know, relatively not known that well or whatever. And then, boom, they come to Origin and they just come a lot. And you're like, what What happened here? Where did this come from? Yeah, who was your mate from Canberra? Mog? Adam Mog. Adam Mog, two tries on <laughs> debut. Mate, and then he played Mog outstanding. Dog. It wasn't just like the two tries. He was incredible. Um, so massive congratulations to Tommy Gilbert. And the, the Cowboys up there, like, what a turnaround. What an absolutely incredible turnaround. Uh, anything before we move on? Like, like just on that Cowboys side, that, like there was honestly a world in the preseason where if we named our Cowboys one to thirteen, Gilbert and Nano wouldn't have been in that. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. It's a world where Jordan McLean wouldn't have been in it either. For sure, for sh- like absolutely, like we like, would have had Cotter at thirteen. We would have had Tamalolo at ten. You could have quite easily started. Like even Cohen Hess, Hess like yeah. we probably would have been lucky to be on the bench. Like and and now all of a sudden it's hard to like. <laughs> Griffin we Ning. didn't want Dearden in the team. We want a drink at 16. Yeah, we That's another like, guy that we wouldn't have had now starting 13 yeah. for the Cowboys that are now in the Origin Arena. Crazy. In, like, just like just matters. What system yeah. you're in matters. Um, so, yeah, massive congratulations to uh, Tommy Gilbert. Massive congratulations. Uh, anything else, boys, that from the selections that stood out to you? Sam uh, Walker. That's interesting. Being selected there. Finally being brought in. Um, but, yeah, outside of that... Some uh, pretty solid squads. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 